Welcome to episode 126 of Randall Radio, a baseball podcast. Uh, we were off last week for Memorial Day, uh, which we didn't announce, uh, but we did take the week <laughs> off, which we have done in the past. So uh, sorry for missing last week. If you were waiting for Randall Radio in your uh, in your podcast subscriber box and it didn't come, but we're here this week. Uh, to talk about the news of the week, and, and I don't think we have anything from news of last week, but the news of this past week. Uh, my name is Nime, uh, and I am joined today by Kevin. How's it going, Kevin? Not bad, Nime. Happy to be here. Um, happy to be part of this gorgeous weather here in Wisconsin and just ready to talk some baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I am just south of you in Illinois. Also gorgeous weather here. It's been great. Uh, a little too warm the last couple of days, but just right today. Yep, perfect. Um, I actually, uh, uh, for the first time on Friday, played pickleball with my dad. Whoa. Um, uh, you know, the fastest growing sport in America. Yeah, you're going to have to tell me all about the reasons why pickleball is the fastest growing sport. Um, it's a great question. I have no idea. Although, <laughs> the thing is, here, here's what's weird to me, is I have talked to other people about it, and everybody's like, I don't know what's, what, you know, what's the deal with pickleball. How, yeah. how does it work? And I'm like, I played pickleball in middle school. Like, that was sure. a, we, in gym, in middle school gym. It was just yeah. a thing. It's familiar. It's it's not something that's brand new to these people. Like it's been around. But, but nobody, not a single person, has known what I'm talking about. Did right. you play pickleball middle school gym? Nope. But I knew it existed. Right. So well, I played pickleball middle school gym. Like Just... like I, I was I I went to a stand up show yesterday with a friend, and we were like I was driving back and telling him like oh, yeah, I play pickleball with my dad. Sure. And I was like what did like how how's that work? Like you know I'm like yeah it's kind of like tennis, but the rules are a little bit different. You play with like giant ping pong paddles. Like what's the ball like? Like it's a wiffle ball. Like it's huh. not exactly a wiffle ball, but it's a wiffle ball. It's like with holes. Yeah, with holes. <laughs> like, is like, it four square? It's like no, it's not four square. It's not four square. It's, it's, te- it's tennis. Tennis. It's but smaller. It's 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 it, smaller than tennis, bigger than ping pong. Is it easier to play than tennis? Is that why people like it? Yeah, it's 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 definitely it's 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 lower exertion. So like there were a lot of like elderly people on our and my dad's a little elderly, but there's a lot of, like elderly people on on the court. But there were younger people as well, people my age or younger, sure. um, and like like athletic people. Right? I'm I'm out of shape, and that's no. why I wanted to do pickleball. Is like okay, I, I know it's a little bit lower <laughs> I won't exertion. Blow myself up, it's probably okay. Right, and and my and my dad is a little bit older, so like it'll be good. Like you know, he is he he is older. I'm out of shape. We'll do it together. And then at some point I'll advance past him and then, you know, and, and hopefully, hopefully get a little bit in better shape. Um, but, uh, but that was the, the, I don't know. It was, it was fun. We didn't, we didn't like play properly. We just like, we're figuring it out. And then I think from, you know, we're going to go uh, again this week and, and actually like maybe, you nice. know, play a couple of, of proper games. I, uh, I spent my afternoon down in South Milwaukee. They have a, a festival called Crusher Fest, which is a celebration of all things professional wrestling. Uh, and the Crusher was a famous wrestler from the Milwaukee area. So they throw on a big, uh, event and they do wrestling in the street and vendors and all that jazz. So my brother and nice. I went down to Crusher Fest and uh, yeah. had a good time. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 that time of year for outdoor events. It's sure great. is. It's it's sure good. is. Um, well, let's talk about an outdoor event. And that outdoor event is baseball. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, um, the uh, 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 the Boston Red Sox. I do want to uh, start with this. Um, uh, did a uh, uh, they gave away these for for reporters uh, uh, in honor of Sarah Lang. But yes, there was it was Lou Gehrig Day and um, Sarah Lang, who is a uh, uh, a reporter. Um, announced i don't remember how how long ago was this that 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 she announced it it was just last year actually she announced when she she was only 28 at the time and now she's 29 so i think it's only been a little over a year 2001 i was only 29 um uh yeah so uh she she announced that that she had been diagnosed with als and she's been very open about her journey and it's been very cool um you know and and and, uh, a lot of um 
yeah, you know, it's it's brought more awareness. Obviously, you know, we uh, as a society have been very aware of ALS for a while, mm-hmm. um, uh, especially, you know, I, oh, 10 years ago now was the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yeah, wow, um, that seems like forever ago. But yeah, that was all over everything. That was, you know, social media it took off viral. Yeah, uh, that, that was like it was like nine or 10 years ago, which is kind of crazy. Absolutely. Um, and, and her case is obviously an outlier because it typically affects, you know, people in their 40s and their 50s. And, you know, she's so young. So it's definitely something that you want to bring attention to in that sense. So someone who's, you know, impactful in baseball, she was joined um, over the Buster Olney's podcast group. Um, and she was one of the youngest ones to ever kind of be uh, a major contributor uh, on a major league baseball podcast from that age. So she kind of made her name in, in the league that way. And it's really cool to see when she's struggling with something like this that the community can kind of coalesce around her and cover that support and you know bring more uh, attention to the Lou Gehrig's you know that disease the ALS is just you know brutal so anytime we can bring um, more uh, awareness to that and hopefully some more funds to help research uh, I think that's going to be better for everybody Yep. Uh, and uh, I, I believe it was Roto Wear put up those shirts and the, the, the Red Sox had left those uh, those shirts at Fenway Park for all the riders uh, with um, the phrase uh, baseball is the best, which is something that uh, that Sarah Langs has quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they use the the ALS and baseball is the best of like an end ALS type thing, which is very cool. And I believe you can get those shirts from Roto Wear um uh to support als research so rotoware.com uh and then you can follow sarah, sarah langs s langs on sports that's s-l-a-n-g-s on sports yeah she's still um, going she's still contributing yeah. she's still doing her thing as much as possible so yeah, definitely go out there and support her yep 100 percent um all right uh you uh Kevin, you did most yep. of the rundown this week, and you put sure. in two months in the books uh, of new rules reaction. I, have yeah. you, I don't think you've really gotten much of a chance to to talk about uh, the new rules and stuff because I uh, and on the last episode, Lewis and I talked a little bit about it because we had a lot of time to kill sure. um, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, have you been to a game this year? Yes. So I have been to close to ten total games this year already. Nice. Um, and most Lucky. of them in AmFam, <laughs> one in Wrigley, um, yeah. but the in-game experience for me has been nothing short of of incredible in the sense that we're so used to leaving these games later and later you know going back to your homes in milwaukee especially if you're a season ticket holder or someone in the community getting out even a half hour earlier changes a lot of how you approach the way you go to a game the way you plan things out for you know your afternoon, all of those things. So in general, right, we talk about the games right now after two months, they're about 27 minutes shorter. That's 15%. That's that's a big deal in, in general across the whole board. The only thing that I feel like I'm missing when I'm actually viewing the game for someone who's been there a decent amount is um, stuff that I wouldn't be missing otherwise. Pitchers adjusting themselves, batters stepping out, all of the things that we don't miss are now cut out. And I personally love that. I don't worry about missing a game. And maybe because I'm spoiled because I go to so many games. And so maybe my opinion is a little bit screwed than someone who, let's say, goes to one or two games a year, right? And they bring the whole family down and all of a sudden it's two and a half versus three hours. But is that really something to ride home about? At the end of the day, that the t- pitch clock, I think, is just helping things and moving in general. Um, I mean, we looked at um, the hours, three hours and 30 minutes is kind of like that high end, right? And so 19% of all of the games in 2021 and 22 were higher than three hours and 30. That's a, that's a pretty substantial amount. This year, it's yeah. 2%. 
two percent of the games have gone longer than three hours and 30 minutes so yeah. from a long perspective from the pace of play wise i'm enjoying it i think it keeps the game moving in the right direction um it's very active have, have you gone to a lot of games with with sort of non-fans like people who are like you know will enjoy baseball here or there but like are not like you know because here's the thing right and i said this because because uh, uh, a buddy of mine big baseball fan i i was uh, uh hanging out with yesterday same same person uh and and you know we've talked about it before and he's like you know he and i would enjoy a three and a half hour long game anyway right Mm -hmm. but his wife uh who he took to a game a couple weeks ago was much happier with uh, with a pitch clock game compared to uh, a full you know a a full evening affair right absolutely i've gone to a couple of those games with non-individuals um one i took my wife uh, out for her birthday and we had a bunch of friends come out and the entire time i was expecting people to kind of just be unengaged or not really you know there because there was a lot of non-baseball fans but we were able to kind of stay engaged with the game while staying engaged with our group and there wasn't any direct comments on like wow this game feels faster but it just yeah it definitely was more engaged across the whole bar for everybody right. um and you don't really think about like oh do i have to go get a drink now it's like well maybe i'm looking at in-seat vendor options a little bit more than i was willing to get up before and move around so yeah i think that's also yeah and, cool. and then that's a big difference too right is with, with the in-seat options that that wasn't a thing for you know, like i mean pre-covid it was a like it was barely there at all, if at all, right? Mm-hmm. And now, right. now since COVID, you like they kind of want you to not get up and get in line. Um, they, 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 you know, they kind of like a lot of parks have, you know, hey, just go on the app and tell it which seat you're at, and they'll just come yep. bring you food. Absolutely, yeah. You see the QR codes now part to pop up all over the place for for delivery to your seats, and yeah, um, at least in AmFam, it's completely cashless now. So you know that right. does slow down a little bit because if you don't have you know ten dollars in your pocket and the guy comes walking by, but you probably do have your plastic piece of plastic, and then you can right. still swipe it and just go on from there. Yeah, so. yeah, and and that that makes it a uh much. I think that that. That specific thing, like, makes the idea of having these games be so much quicker. Because before, yeah, like, you had way too much time between innings. Way too, like, if you, you could get up and go get a hot dog and come back and have only missed four pitches, right? Right, 100%. Um, exactly. and, and now you can't do that, but they'll come bring your food to your seat. Because, like, cause I, like I said, I think I said a couple weeks ago, like, we got to the game, like, right at first pitch and had to run to the bathroom beforehand. And by the time we got to our seats, we were, like, midway through the second inning. Right? That has absolutely changed the way I approach going to a game, though. Like, tailgating-wise or getting into the ballpark earlier, we've we've moved everything up a good 15, 20 but, minutes. You know, that, that's, that's true because, because I mean, Milwaukee, is unique in in the tailgate culture before a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, even if you're catching a shuttle or something, you still have to put all of that time built into there now, right? Because, like you said, you want to get in there and you don't want to miss anything. Before yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pops off. So, um, yeah, but I think you, it's good. I really do think it's good for baseball. Across yeah, like the board. I said, largely. I mean, yes. That, then that's the thing about it being good. It being good for baseball because. Like I said, you or I or or Lewis or or you know people who are baseball fans, we're gonna watch either way. But yep. the people like your your wife and and all of those all your friends right who who came mm-hmm. like that's a it's a better experience for them like whether they notice or not you know the game is moving quicker there's more action like you're watching a game and not just you know a lot of stoppage time yep 
So, Absolutely. And I yeah. think from that perspective, from that perspective alone, you just, you nailed it all. Those are the things that an average fan could come into a ballpark and, and really enjoy it and walk yeah. away from saying like, that was, that was entertaining, not boring. Yeah. 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 We, 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 you know, I think we've ragged on pace of play rules in the past, but yes. I think this one is one that largely works. Although, and that's the thing, right? Cause, cause we have seen some players complain about it. Um, I saw, uh, oh, I'd opened this up with Max Scherzer saying something about it. And now I don't know which tab it's in. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he basically said like, we, Oh, here we go. He said, we're living and dying by the clock. Um, you know, it's just like, he's not super duper yeah. happy. About I think it, you know? Matt, so that argument was he wanted one extra pitch in his warm up, Um, and the time had basically worn down and the home right. empire said, Hey, I'm handcuffed. It's major league baseball. You can't throw it. And I think Serge's argument there should be, Hey, you should have the discretion to be able to say, go ahead and throw one more. I'm not going to penalize you. It's fine. But right. is that a slippery slope that allows all of these other things? Because then it's discretion, and now these umpires are going to call it one way, and then Major League Baseball wants it another way, and these pitchers are all going to have it, and it's going to be just a cluster. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I think, I think, I mean, I think it's growing pains. You know, like I think, I think that like the pitch clock rules that we are seeing this year are not going to be the exact same next year, largely the same. Mm-hmm. But I think yep. there are going to be at least small changes and adjustments. And you know, there, there's there's only so much. The like, obviously, they did a lot of this testing at the minor league level, and and it's mm-hmm. come to the major league pretty much complete but there's only so much testing you can do before it gets to the major league level and you know because first of all you do have some of these older pitchers like scherzer who is an older pitcher um who do have like a different kind of routine who need like some look he's adjusting right a lot of pitchers are adjusting they're making the adjustments but but they're not wrong the vets are the ones that are being affected the most like they talked about kenley jansen right he had gotten up to about close to 26 seconds on a median average uh per pitch last year and then he had to shave 10 seconds off of that That, that's a huge difference yeah so So i think think the rubber band is going to bend a little bit further back you know towards towards those vets maybe temporarily maybe it's just going to be permanent for the you know for everything but but i think you know there's only so much that that is going to be perfected in the minors but i think next year there's going to be some small like maybe they'll add a couple seconds maybe they will you know nail down you do get eight pitches no matter what like that kind of thing you know yeah, but right and i'm sure there will be some um extensive uh research out there about injuries and you know if you're jamming yeah, more pitches into a yeah. smaller amount of time and right. all of that uh, i haven't seen a lot of studies that come out yet but i feel like we are seeing a lot of injuries in general the pitchers yeah. across the board and, and for what it's worth I, I think it's important that that scherzer is the one who made the comments right because scherzer sure. is like the he's, he's the president of the of the players union right or, or it's a big deal least, yeah at least like, high he, up in players he union. speaks up for them yeah so he, yeah. he would be one of the faces for sure he's definitely one of the faces of the players union so like mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I think that's that's why scherzer specifically like if if jordan lyles complained about it i'd be like whatever jordan lyles right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. about it like uh by the way i was shocked to see jordan lyles does not have a single pitch clock infraction this year um that is, that is shocking <laughs> yeah he's terrible <laughs> Right. He's bad, but no pitch clock infractions. And which... wasn't it Scherzer at the beginning of the year who said this pitch clock was going to basically allow the pitchers to control everything, and he was just like super jazzed on the idea of having it? And well, I'm sure he's not totally unhappy about it, right? But they're obviously, yeah, yeah they, they're they're like like I said, growing pains that are going to that are going to affect this year, and and, and mm-hmm. there's probably going to be some some tweaks next year, and maybe even some tweaks the year after that, and then right. you know, I, within five years, it's going to be pretty locked down. But I do think. 
this year's pitch clock rules are not going to be the same pitch clock rules in right. five years. And then if you know you talk about the rest of the rules quickly, you can go over them. Like stolen bases now are a twenty five year high. Like that's right. That's a big deal, well, right? And, and and like we've talked about in the past on the, on the on the podcast, right? Some of that is actually the pitch clock, right? Because if you yeah. know that the guy can only throw over so many times, you know mm-hmm. that the guy only has this many seconds to make the pitch, right? Then he might not do a pickoff move, and then suddenly you're you're stealing. So like, how how much of that is the the increased size of the bases, and how much of that is the pitch clock? Yep. And really? pick off, going back and dropping off and you know yeah. all of that jazz so yeah. but i guess overall i will say that after two months in i'm a big fan i think it's going to help in general across all of the, the things it brings more attention to baseball and i want more of it so yep absolutely yep um all right uh uh i do want to talk about the uh you, you mentioned nl and al stat leaders uh on the rundown there's a couple of ones right judge has 19 home runs alonzo's 21 home runs uh the top five and average is interesting mm-hmm. uh uh it's uh luis arias uh freddie freeman Bo Bichette, ronald acuna jr and masataki yoshida yoshida i believe has m- more multi-hit games than strikeouts that's crazy. Uh, which is insane. Or like, it's like, it's close. I think it might be like 20 multi-head games and 21 strikeouts, something like that. But like, he's taken to Major League Baseball, which is great. Yeah. Uh, he's fun to watch. Uh, uh, Arias had the first five for five game yep. or something like that for with, the Marlins. With five, RB, five, first five for five with five resulting RBIs. I with think five RBIs. that's what it was. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Either um, way, like, you got to look at the, the twins and they just like, I mean, no, the twins are doing well, but would they be doing better? If they still had him, but I guess the trade pieces and all that jazz. Either way, yeah. I'm glad to see he's still doing what Luis Arise does, which is you know batting champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and <laughs> will he continue to be a Miami Marlin for a long time? Uh, I mean, if he keeps batting 392, hey, I mean, they're a probably second place not. Team, you know, they're 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 in the second place in the East. You know, uh, they're, they, they're they, perpetually rebuilding Miami Marlins. They have the same number of wins as your Brewers, right? <laughs> like, Let's not talk about that. That's because our divisions all just get a trash. Okay? Oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> don't I know it? <laughs> oh, don't you know? Are we still within five games of each other? Every single no, one of us I, in I the division. I think we're uh, the Cardinals are currently, I think, seven games back of the oh, Brewers, okay. uh, but uh, they also have the worst record of the National League again. Yeah, um, it was the beginning of the weekend. We were all within four and a half games. I was like, okay, this is great. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, yeah, because the, the Pirates are back above 500 because the Cardinals got swept by the Pirates, uh, which like, was I not look at fun. the lineups today. I'm like, who are these people? Where did they come from? I, don't know, I, mean, I know the I don't answer know to that, but it's just like injuries and everything has just been so bonkers. Um, just, well, let's, I guess, let's real quick do this division leaders reaction prediction that you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think pretty solidly la is going to win the west that's not a question right nope. uh uh in the east probably atlanta in the central look i mean I, the brewers have enough of a lead who knows if they uh piss it away like they did last year <laughs> <laughs> watch them trade corbin burns in like a week and a half and just be like here blow it all up because yeah, everything's yeah. going up like, i mean it oh, certainly God. could happen um it could. I, you know no, look, I mean, the, the Cardinals certainly had a good like three or f- three and a half weeks where it nope. seemed like they figured out how to be good again and then lost like five or seven. Like, I don't know. Was it 10 games? In a row? I don't think it's 10 games in a row. Is it? But it's been a frustrating stretch again for the Cardinals. Yeah, they're three um, and seven in the last 10. Yeah, three and so, seven in the last 10. So, yeah, yeah. not not great. Um, but, you know, it's hard to count the Cardinals out 
Uh, no, 100%. Certainly. No one, and no one uh, will. I guarantee it. All the way into the – it'll be set end of September, and there'll be 10 games out, and we'll still be like, oh, they're, com- they're coming. They're coming. It's going to find a way. Listen, uh, in 2011, the Cardinals were 10 games out at the beginning of September, and they won the World Series. All so. right. So then my point <laughs> so, is devil magic is always real. The devil magic be exists. Real. You know, it's <laughs> certainly possible. They're definitely <laughs> yes. not a last-place team. You know, no, like I don't think so. I don't think so. With those, with those bats, there's just yeah. no way. But, but it is, you know. It is June. Is, uh, Jordan Walker going to stay up for the rest of the season? You know, it would be very frustrating to send him down again. Like, you would think I, I so, think right? Sending him down the first time is like, okay, I, I don't love it, but I get it. Okay, fine. Like, I see what you're doing and blah, blah, blah. And like, mm-hmm. figure out his defense, et cetera, et cetera. Doing it again, is it, it really sell, says like, you don't know what you're doing anymore. Right, right 100%. Like, right, exactly. Are you going to help you, the team Once now you call him up not? again, you call him up for good. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't shuffle him between the mate like you can't make him a quad a player for a season like it just you know not with the top prospect in baseball right yeah, which is what 100%. he technically is at the moment that's um, crazy is he really still oh, i guess yeah if he doesn't have enough um, he doesn't have enough know, playing time so when because like, a bunch of a bunch of players graduated at the, like a couple weeks ago and because walker got sent down he did not graduate out of prospect status so he is currently the number one prospect in baseball which he also will not be in like two or three weeks something like that but right now that's what he that's what he yeah, the Brewers had that is. cool story with uh, john singleton coming back and playing for the first time since what oh, 2016 i think it was wow. the, they showed the gap on his last hit in Major League Baseball. Is he still getting paid by the, uh, by the Astros? <laughs> uh, I think by us now, but I'm not 100% sure. Either way, it's been since he was with the Astros was the last time that he got any Major League actual plays, and he started the last two games for the Brewers. So, well, all right, yeah. Go Good for John, John Singleton. Singleton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's tearing up in the in AAA, and we have nobody um for our backups because everyone's just broken <laughs> release uh, luke voigt right <laughs> oh yeah po- sorry lucas voigt you can take your your chest hair and go back to your cabin in the woods because um nobody he's from wanted... st louis <laughs> i'm sorry well <laughs> it was it was a big meme that everybody was <laughs> laughing at and uh and he was he was good for a couple of jokes and you could picture him drinking beer a lot but Lucas Voigt. I'm sorry, sorry, yeah. buddy. Uh, in the American League, the the Rangers continue to be at the top of the AL West. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think we still believe the Astros are going to overtake them. They're only a few games back, and it's mm-hmm. like you know, at some point it's going to normalize. But but the Rangers might be a legitimate, like you know, top wild card team. Yeah, they certainly um, hope they are. Right? They're tired of you know everyone being like, oh, we're going to get there. Yeah, and you we're know, like, like they, spent, then... they spent that money yeah. a year ago, like or was it two years? I think it was a year ago. Um, to 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 you know to really bolster that team and it didn't really work out last year but yep. you know um so far, the, so the the twins are the only team above 500 and barely uh in the al yeah. central um, isn't it crazy for, that both of the centrals are just trash essentially like, i mean it's, like, it's pretty common <laughs> that's, that's not right. the first time that's happened <laughs> yep. oh, darn midwest <laughs> <laughs> yeah the aw shucks midwest just like yeah. no you win no you can win you can win this no, game I'll, I'll give you this one you know oh oh why don't you win this oh, one you know? boy. <laughs> oh boy seriously it's so bad like it's all it's really good um, for it's like we were like watching the white Sox highlights the other day when otani was just raining baseballs down on him i'm like yeah. oh it's the white Sox. there's lance I mean, lynn yeah <laughs> you know i cleveland like is shouldn't be as as below like they're they're not super far below 500 but they're not they're five games below 500 which yeah. is not great um i don't you know i think they'll finish the season above 500 i think that will end up being a bit of a, a battle at the top um and, and the white Sox might figure it out they might i don't know they, they seem like they should be better than they are too yeah. uh the al east man the rays they're doing something crazy lose. buddy they're, they haven't seriously. lost 20 games yet no 
And they're doing like if they keep up their pace, like they could they're on pace for 297 homers and 212 steals. Yeah. Like that's happened once in baseball history, and that was the ninety-six Rockies that yeah. went over that amount. Like I, don't, it's, I mean, I don't think they're gonna keep up the whoa. pace, right? I think I think I think at some point they will falter. I, I think it's likely, you know, the, the question you asked in the in the uh, rundown is are they a lock for the best record uh for the rest of the season? Yeah. I think it's that's a there's a certainly a good chance of it. Um yeah. Uh you know, and then the NLS, by the way, uh, you know, we talked about the Diamondbacks up weeks ago, and they're still shockingly in first place. Yeah. Um, uh, you know? Not only that, but like one of the best teams in, in all of the NL right now. Yeah. Is- yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they and the Dodgers have the same record, 35 and 25. The only team that's better is uh, the 35 and 24 Braves. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's. But uh, the Padres can stay below 500 because that makes me laugh. Um, watching Tetis have to answer questions uh, after every game, even though he hits two jacks in a game. Um, it's great. I just love watching them spend a billion dollars to lose. It just makes me happy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, do, so, but yeah, the question is, do I think the, the pot, the, the Rays are going to end the season with the best record in baseball? They certainly have a good shot of it. I don't think they will. However, the other question you asked, uh, will the A's finish with the worst record in baseball? And I think that's a lock. Yeah. Undoubtedly. I think the A's, the A's, I mean, the, what we're looking at right now is, are the A's going to finish with the worst record in baseball ever? Right, absolutely. And, I mean, we're talking like a Cleveland Spiders bad. And there's a real possibility of it. <laughs> which I am I am here for it, man. I can't wait. Um, they come to town to Milwaukee here uh, the 9th and 10th and 11th, and I'm going to be as many of those games as possible because I want to <laughs> just watch it just unfold. Yeah, yeah. Right I don't watch them win two of three. <laughs> ah, shut up. Don't don't give me that. <laughs> they, they just they just took two of three from somebody, right? From, Atlanta, from Atlanta. Atlanta, who's a good team. And they Atlanta's walked them off team. in two of them, I think, too. So. <laughs> they it's won like... two of three from Atlanta, who would otherwise be no doubt the best team in the uh, National League, and now uh, are only half a game ahead yep. of the Wait, other two best teams. It's, it's because it's Oakland's fault. It's all Oakland's fault. All Oakland's I really fault. hope, you know, let's should we just segue, segue into Oakland right now? Why we're, why we're yeah, on it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Oakland. makes sense. We're, like, we're literally, they're going to be, like you said, record bad. And now they're trying to, you know, ha- have you guys beaten this to a dead horse already on the pod, the whole moving to Vegas thing? And just well, I mean, all... let's, we did a full episode on it, but sure. like, Obviously, stuff happens. More, more, and more things happen. But yeah, the, the you know, I think we, I think they talked eulogy. about the, the eulogy yeah, the, of the eulogy, days. Talked a little bit about the the uh, the protest, uh, the protest game that that had been sort of discussed, and now is like it. it so it's it's the thirteenth of June, which is against the Rays, yep. uh, which would otherwise be, I mean, for a number of reasons, <laughs> a, <laughs> a very low attendance game. Yeah, and um, why this is a big deal now is, um, as we were talking about earlier, is that we have a deadline coming up. So basically, um, the legislation in uh, the legislature in Nevada will basically end here uh, at the end of Monday. Basically, if they don't decide by the end of Monday, they're going to have to do a special session to basically approve uh, the billion dollar packages or whatever yeah. it's going to be because yeah, it has to be money and, for and, both. You know, and we haven't really talked a ton about it because it, we don't, you know, there hasn't been anything concrete. Um, right. But, you know, this is one of those things where, like, the 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 move, the, the Vegas of it all is in jeopardy. Yes. Um, like, that, that is something that, like, we, we have seen Vegas, like, local Vegas politicians talk about how, like, they expected a plan at this certain time. Like, the A's are not 
well run. <laughs> They're not no. a well run organization, and yeah. that's the problem. Moving exactly. to Vegas does not fix their problems. No, no, right, yeah, right. So you look at a team that's drawing as terribly as they are, as performing as bad as they are, and then you're going in with your argument that says we're going to bet on over fifty percent of our attendance being tourists who come from out of town. Like that's not a good business model at all. Yeah, like, there's, there's no economic well, benefit to that. And I, I agree with that. However, it is Vegas. True. Of all of the places that that kind of thing would work, Las Vegas is that place. So I yeah. think you know, I think it is it is reasonable for Vegas to bet on making was, all their money from right, tourists. I was reading an article that's... and it says to boil it down, the A's case in Vegas is essentially you have everything else the human entertainment industry can imagine, but you don't have baseball, and we're the last turkey in the window. I was like, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good point, right? No one else is going to be moving anytime soon. No, the other teams are relocating. Um, yeah, and, and so... I mean, you know, yeah, and. and you know, I think I think to to you know, we, I guess we don't want to beat the Vegas horse, but I do think can they real like can they really support a third and potentially fourth sport with with, with the NBA potentially expanding as well? Yeah, I don't think so. We'll see, I guess. But yeah, um, but they, yeah, they would have to sell out all their home games, and like it's going to be a small. Nah, nah, let's just move on. I just hope yeah. that they can figure out how to either sell sell the team and stay in Oakland because that's the best for everybody. It's best for baseball. It's best for the team. It's best for the fans. But uh, I don't see that happening. Um, what, what I did see, that, that, that's the big thing, is that um, – uh, I'm trying to find it here. But they, the, uh, they said essentially if Vegas doesn't work, they're going to explore m- other cities. Yeah, like I think I saw Sacramento possibly on that the, list the or something The B plan like that. is not Oakland. The B plan is to move somewhere else. I mean – Ah, that's just, that's just so bad. Like, oh, like that city wants them there. So they like, want, them, uh, you know, and then, you know, like, I mean, Sacramento or San Jose, like if they move not super far, they might keep at least some semblance of Oakland fans. Um, but, uh, you know, like if they move somewhere else in Northern California, uh, but Oakland wants them, they have a site, like they're ready to go. Like it's not, it's not Oakland that's not doing their part here. It's A's ownership. And I think that's the thing. I think A's ownership realizes that if they blow Vegas, they don't have any more goodwill in Oakland. So it's either move somewhere else or sell, which is what the T-shirt giveaway, the yeah. uh, the fan self-funded fan T-shirt giveaway on the 13th. If you live just... in the Bay Area and you want to go see an A's game and get a get a free T-shirt that says sell Do on it, it. Um, it. It's on the 13th of June. Uh, which is uh, in just about a week. Go ahead. They wanted to do it during the summer. They wanted to do it a weeknight, and they wanted to basically be like, there's no other reason, but we're going to show you that we care. Yeah. Uh, so I really hope they do. So they, they fundraised uh, $27,000 of their $25,000 goal um, to get 5,000 shirts, and they said they're going to use the funds to buy more and more shirts so more people can get a shirt. Um, yeah, so... Like head, oh, we were talking head, about uh, packing full of stadiums um, on a completely random note, uh, the Reds on Friday against the Brewers put 44,000 people in their stadium, uh, and it was like a record of some sort, and it's because they had Zach Brown Band play uh, afterwards, <laughs> and it was free included. It was like a benefit. Uh, so that with your purchase of your baseball ticket, you got to see the Zach Brown Band. Yeah, see Zach so, Brown Band. Hey, you know. Uh, who, yeah, 44,000 people watched him lose in the 11th. It was great. The only thing Chicken Fried is missing is a baseball game. So <laughs> maybe, maybe night, the radio op is playing a Cincinnati Reds game. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> AmFam last night held, uh, hosted George Strait and Chris Stapleton at you know here at our stadium. So. Sure. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, I, I mentioned you a little bit before the show, uh, not to talk about the NHL um, uh, yeah. for, for, for very long, but, you know, the, the NHL has a similar situation uh, in, uh, not, not exactly the same, but in Phoenix with the Coyotes where they don't have a stadium and they're tr- there, but the NHL and Gary Bettman, who is widely regarded as one of the worst commissioners, I think he's just above Roger Goodell in commissioner rankings, um, is like, he's like, Listen, there's great fans in in Phoenix. Like they're victims of bad circumstance, and they're working very hard to keep that team in Phoenix. Um, compared to you, look at you know what's happening with the MLB in Oakland, and they're working very hard to move that team out of Oakland. And yeah. I don't. I just. I just don't. You know. I don't know. Maybe. Well, it seems like MLB is trying to help them along too. I mean, of this all whole the nonsense, places, Vegas. Anyway. Like you know, like I. As a, as a person who like who had a local team move, right? The Rams were my team in St. Louis. I'm not a big NFL fan, but you know, ostensibly a Rams fan because they're from my city. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they moved to LA, but like I get it, right? LA is is the media market, and there was no NFL team there, so the Rams moving there, I understand. Vegas feels such like a weird like. Obviously, there's people who live in Vegas, and Vegas is growing and all that, and you do have that crazy tourism market, but like, I just. I just don't get it. And I, I do, um, I think I, I floated and we might still do this having uh, a, a Vegas sports fan on the show to talk about it, his feelings or their feelings on mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I, and I have, I have a friend who's a, who's a big Vegas sports guy who, who I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about reaching out to. Sure. It'll be an interesting perspective to see like that because, because we all as MLB fans who want a team to stay in Oakland and, and, and look like, I'm sure he would prefer expansion too, right? Like mm-hmm. most sports fans who want a team as a, again, as I like basketball, I'm a Pacers fan, but I'd love there to be a team in St. Louis, but ideally it would be an expansion team, not moving another team's franchise, unless it's mm-hmm. Oklahoma city who doesn't deserve their team in the first place. Well, um, <laughs> right. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent on that. Um, but, but uh, yeah. So, you know, and, and, I'm I'm trolling a little bit Thunder fans, but also that team should be in Seattle in the first place, and and, and you know it. Supersonics for life. Supersonics for life. But yeah, I, I I don't. And and by the way, MLB could expand. Like they could, they could very easily expand to 32 teams. You know, mm-hmm. like and, and NBA's talking about expanding, and they're already at 32. They'd expand to 34, which barely makes sense (laughs) but expanding to 32 that's a a great divisible very easily divisible by four (laughs) i think it really 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 comes down just the public money thing is a lot to do with it right because we didn't have any near as much backlash with the building of those other two massive stadiums in vegas and it's you know we talked about the the coyotes right that was a two point I think $3 billion tag when they wanted that stadium and the voters are like, no. So we're looking at it, right? There's a little bit more disparity in the world these days and money's a lot closer and people are like, why are we spending this when we could be spending it on some infrastructure problems and projects or things that are you know a little bit more human related than, than some sporting events. So that might be part yeah. of the, the issue as well. Absolutely. Um, Hey, let's talk about another uh, business of baseball news. Uh, one that, again, we as fans like a little bit more, at least in the short term. What are the long-term repercussions? We'll see. Uh, Diamond Sports missed their rights fees payment for Padres local TV rights. And so those rights immediately reverted back to the Padres. So as of like four or five days ago, um, the Padres 
have the rights to Padres broadcasts, uh, which means those broadcasts are now being produced. Same uh, on-air team, but they're being produced by MLB. They're available on MLB.tv, blackout free. They're also available on some cable outlets, but they are currently available on MLB.tv, blackout free. So if you're in the Padres media market, uh, those games are available for free now. It's pretty wild. I think you you nailed it. There's going to be a couple more teams that are going to start following this way. Um, MLB wants it for sure. MLB wants to be able to consolidate all of their streaming into one place. If I had to make my bet on that, uh, I think that they've got the ability to do so. And it could end a lot of this blackout nonsense that you do see. It's just a matter of how quick they can move it and whether or not Diamond still consolidates enough of their money in some of their streaming things because they do have some properties like the Brewers, for example, where they have streaming rights that are. Um, to Diamond, not the regional sports network. So even if they do miss those payments, they still have those um, streaming rights, essentially. Yeah. Um, so they will continue to operate regardless. Yeah, and, and by the way, Ms. Bogart, I said they're available for free. They're available blackout free. Uh, you can uh, MLB.tv did make all Padres games, uh, the free game of the day through today. Yeah, um, I did see that. Uh, but f- from now on, you do have to pay whatever you'd pay for MLB.tv, which is uh, right now $75 for... Um, a single team Padres yeah. subscription. So if you just get, if only... you just want to get Padres game 75 for the rest of the year, right. 20 bucks a month for the rest of the season. Uh, or if uh, currently the T-Mobile deal is back. So you can, if you have T-Mobile and you live anywhere, but especially in San Diego, you can get MLB.tv for free through T-Mobile uh, uh, through like mid July. Yeah. And like in the Brewers are a uh, unique one. There's only five other teams that have that direct consumer streaming. And that's the, the Tigers, the Royals, the Marlins and the Rays and the Brewers. Uh, everyone else has got you know different types. So there's only five teams that are affected by that interesting um, rights deal. But then the rest of them are all kind of up in, up in there. Yeah. Uh, also, for us, the, the, uh, the cable channels that the, that the Padres are on are Cox, ATTU versus DirecTV and Spectrum. They uh, they're uh, obviously not on Bally anymore, so they're on different networks. So if you're if you're a pot, if you're in San Diego, just look up where those what channels they're on. You can also get them on Fubo. Um, but yeah, they're still like, and I believe uh, if you yeah, uh, the Padres tweeted about it as well. So um, you can you know I, th- I don't know if they're pin tweet or whatever, but uh, but you can check it out there. But yeah, it it, it is uh, it it is currently the Padres pin tweet. So twitter.com slash Padres, and you can very easily see it. But it is, I mean, you know, is it. I, we haven't really, really talked about this, but it feels to me like, you know, especially with the issues that Bally is having, this does feel like the what's, you know, the, the future. Um, if, if multiple teams drop and MLB picks up those rights and MLB produces those broadcasts, which clearly they have the capability to do and, they, and, and the Padres are a great test case for them. And now they are doing that test case. And now, you know, I'm sure when other teams start to fall, they'll be less worried about yeah. those DV, about those like deals falling. Zero, like zero gap in coverage. Um, yeah. Wednesday's game is available. Charter Spectrum, you know, like you said, Cox Direct TV. MLB is tripling the number of homes that people can watch this. Yeah. So they are ready. They are right. adapting and, and, and they're going to jump and into that's, it. That's the big thing too, right? Is because Bally had those um, those carriage issues that uh, they still, like it's, I think they're still being carried by the same um the same channels, uh, the same providers as before. But, you know, you you think that depending on how Padres make a, make a deal going forward, if they don't make a, a new deal with a new... Uh, network, something like that, right? They don't like have a Comcast Sportsnet or something like that. Pick up the pick up the rights. You you would presume that if they just put up a MLB Padres network, right? That that they 
you know, make an easier deal, have an easier time dealing with Dish and YouTube yeah. TV and it is interesting all of the that, like, providers because ago, MLB right, is... This, it was just saying two months ago, this entire company went into bankruptcy, right? And we're still not seeing all of the fallout. So, like, the amount of time that this is taking to go through is just yeah. kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but and, and then the other question then becomes, like, you know, a $1.2 billion contract, like, that's the way the Padres bought Manny Machado and, yeah. uh, you know, Xander Bogarts and like a bunch of their roster got paid a bunch of money, you know, for Nero Tatis' extension. Like yeah. a lot of that money was coming from those RSN deals. If those RSN deals go away, like, mm-hmm. you know, the billionaires still have money, but they're not as willing to spend the money. So then what happens to that? Right. Uh, and and how, do, how does that parity change over the next few years as, you know, some some of those rights deals aren't necessarily going to go away. And then some of them are going to change and like, it's going to be interesting to watch over the next few years to see, you know, and, and, and listen, the Padres might in the next six weeks sell rights to a nerd network and none of this means anything. <laughs> right. But, absolutely. And then it's all, for not. But, and they may not either way. I, I think it's yeah. like we talked about, it's really awesome that baseball is not letting fans miss any of it. Um, just because some, some billionaires are squabbling over some dollars and cents. Um, all right, let's move on from the business of baseball and talk a little bit about some some positive and negative on-field things. Uh, <laughs> let's start with the negative so that we can end with the positive. I like that. Um, the, 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 the sad one is Steven Strasburg uh, sent uh, shut down again. Um, was dealing with, quote, severe nerve damage. Yeah. Which is not good. No, not not um, for a thirty-four-year-old pitcher. That's probably yeah. yeah. And you know, obviously, Strasburg is a guy who has not spent a lot of time on the field in the last three seasons at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, even before that, he obviously had an injury history. But since the, I mean, the Nats World Series in twenty nineteen, he led the league in innings pitched, and since then, he's pitched thirty innings. Yeah, it's almost like you you probably shouldn't have done that. I mean, it's retrospect, right? It was 200 innings, yeah. right? Which is like, you kind of, I mean, you know. And they won a World Series, and a, that's a lot. A certain a certain era of pitcher, that's what you kind of expect a guy to throw, right? Um, you know, he had 33 starts. He pitched the full season. He finished fifth in Cy Young voting. And then he has not really pitched very much since. And obviously, he didn't, you know, he had a lot of injury history before that. 2014, he had 34 starts. And, and that's the only other time he had more than 30 he had 30 in 2013 um but uh yeah i mean and it sounds like it's not from lack of trying either like he's been trying to like ramp himself up and bullpens throughout all of this process and just right. not ever like he's not even able to do lower body stuff let alone getting into a pitching regimen so like that just means that there's something going yeah, on shut down from all physical activity. everything yeah yeah so i mean that you, you really look at it from a career standpoint i mean it's not like he didn't have a long and, and elusive, you know, elaborate career, but it's still so sad because of, you know, that's, that's contract. Yeah, for, from the article, massive. he tried to ramp up three different times this past winter, progressing to multiple bullpen sessions yep. after throwing one in late January, felt discomfort on his right side, couldn't continue. The surgery, which was from 2021, removed a rib and two muscles from his neck. As recently as last summer, he couldn't stand for long before his right hand went numb. Often had to lie down and press his hand against his chest to be uh, a warped version of comfortable, which is a very uh, 
don't love the sentence that, that no. is that that a warped version of comfortable i <laughs> of don't comfortable, love that. not even just like pain-free just like ugh. yeah and yeah, that, yeah that's ugh. i mean what was it 245 million dollars right for a seven-year deal in 2019 yeah which by the way uh, apparently the nationals do not have disability insurance on which is a uh, big old woof there um i mean the Nats have not been known for very smart contracts. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's due 35 million this year. And for the, uh, basically since 2020, he's been paid $35 million a year to not pitch. Uh, he also got paid a bunch in 2019 to pitch and pitch very well. But um, yeah, it, it's a contract that has not worked out very well for the nationals, which, you know, sucks for the nationals, but from the human angle really sucks for Steven Strasburg. Right. Absolutely. And, we just got done saying he's done nothing but try and try. And now it's, yeah. it may just be that time that the, the sun is set on that career, unfortunately. Yeah. And you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to try, you know, like he seems like the kind of guy who will continue to try until doctors say, please stop, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like it might be one of those uh, Prince Fielder situations, right? Yeah. Where Prince Fielder, like just had to stop, yep. you know? Um, but yeah, he truly like since since that 2019 World Series has not been able to. Uh, I mean, he he's barely been able to put starts there, let alone yeah, you know anything like. Nope. Unfortunately, that does seem to be the sad reality for Mr. Strasburg. Um, and uh, you know, we wish him best in that. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, speaking of people we wish the best, uh, you know what? Let me, let, yeah, let, let's start with Mike Soroka, who, uh, similar to Strasburg, like has not been able to pitch very much over the last few years, um, but made his major league return this past week. Uh, it wasn't the best start of starts, but he, he hasn't, didn't pitch at all in uh, 2021 or 2022 and only pitched 13 innings in 2020. Uh, after having uh, a second place rookie of the year in 2019, sixth place Cy Young was an all star. Um, so, yeah, since his rookie campaign, has not really been able to make it back to the majors, has had a very, very slow progression. So, very cool to see him make it back. And he pitched today as well. Um, and uh, they, uh, yeah, also not a great start three and two thirds innings, five, five earned runs. Um, but He's back. He's back. And, and you know, he's a guy who clearly has a lot of talent, yeah. and, and hopefully that talent shines back. He was only 25 years right. old, and so, like, it would... Look, he was, he was drafted it, it, 28th overall in 2015, right? They He is a guy that he's been around, and it's one of those things where baseball is such a hard thing to get up in the first place, let alone to kind of deal with some of the things that he had to in the road to get back to, you know, being in the show. So, it, like you said, it's just a good thing to see that, you know, hard work pays off. And, and in this circumstance, yeah. it's absolutely true. I also, I used to work with a guy named Mike Soroka, which is very weird. Like of all the names, Mike Soroka. <laughs> name of have a... you met a Mike Soroka in no, your life? There, there's, a, there's a park down the street from my house called Soroka Hill, which is kind of like Soroka. Really? So maybe yeah. family relation. Yeah. There we go. Who knows? Um, and then the, the coolest of cool return stories, Liam Hendricks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Liam Hendricks returned to the White Sox bullpen this week, has pitched a bit, um, again, has not had the the best return to the majors, but uh, give him some slack. He beat cancer. Seriously, like just <laughs> and, and it was uh, technically on National Cancer Survivors Day uh, that he notched his first win. So oh, was it? that's awesome. That's, 
something yeah. pretty neat there. Uh, watching him get his first strikeout, getting that reaction was just like, oh man! And the crowd, the crowd was just so hyped and so into it. And it's just one of those feel good stories that you really just want nothing but the best for him. Um, so, like you said, he beat cancer. Give him a break. He's out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's out there. Like, yeah, you know, and and you know, and not just it, cancer. It, it stage takes four, a little while to settle like, in. Like, stage four, man. Lymphoma. It's like it's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're, we we are we are very much rooting for Liam Hendricks, and you know I I he's, 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 I think he'll figure it out. You, you know takes takes a little bit of, of time to to get to get your groove back in. So yeah, uh, but yes, he did earn the win today on National yeah. Cancer Survivors Day. So. Which is I mean awesome. Yeah. And by the way, he was activated off the IL five months after his first treatment. That's that's insane. It's so crazy. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, the human the human body is kind of wild. That that's that's yeah. pretty cool. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Good for him. Uh, The last thing not MLB related, but I do want to mention it. We mentioned a while back uh, the founding of a new baseball league, uh, Baseball United, which is a league that is based uh, in the Middle East and South Asia, um, founded by uh, Kashik. Um, uh, It is uh, uh, headquartered in, in Dubai. Um, just this week, and I believe last week, they announced their first two teams, uh, which are the uh, the Mumbai Cobras and the Karachi Monarchs. Um, and the honorary GMs of those teams, I, I don't know what honorary GM actually means, but uh, it is um, uh, the Cobras honorary GM is, uh, oh, it's a... Uh, 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 why can't I remember his name? <laughs> Barry Larkin. It's Barry Larkin. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Barry Larkin. And then and then for the uh for the Karachi uh monarchs, it is Adrian Beltre, which is listen, Barry Larkin is cool and all, but did you know uh, that Mariana uh, Rivera is the senior vice president of international relations for baseball united? I I did know that. I yes. didn't. I'm just going um, through the website right now. This is wild. This is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So we we talked about it quite a while ago, and 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 they're just now starting. They have a draft in July, so we're gonna keep watching it. I, like I'm, I'm obviously particularly excited as a South Asian. My family yeah. all lives in Karachi, uh, and you know, Adrian Beltre is uh, apparently gonna be doing a lot uh, in like baseball in Pakistan, which is Look, super dope. There are <laughs> so the many cricket fans. That are already yeah, in that Adrian area, Shea. right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we talked about absolutely. it when we talked about the baseball classic this past spring, and just how baseball seems to be getting a little bit more of that international flavor and a little bit of that fervor right now in general. I mean, we yeah. talked about the the Czech Republic when they came back after that; like they've now had massive amounts of interest, you know, from a small scale. But it's still just a really cool thing to see. So the more baseball can go from an international standpoint, the better for, for obviously for yeah. everybody. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and uh, and baseball United also made an agreement with Pakistan Federation baseball uh so i think they they have some work with the um the Pakistan national baseball team who is one of the better baseball teams in south asia obviously they they don't really hold a candle to the east asian teams mm-hmm. but i believe they're like the fifth ranked team in asia so it's like it's obviously like you know it's japan korea taiwan uh, and then I think China and then Pakistan, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> For, um, so, you know, and, and, and they have, uh, you know, consistently, I think the last, they played in the last two WBC qualifiers. I, um, I bought a Pakistan baseball, I bought a Pakistan baseball hat in the last WBC and then bought another one in the latest WBC. It's basically the exact same hat. 
Um, <laughs> but now I have two of them. Um, it does look like they're yeah. going to have a uh, some sort of tournament in November. It looks like the Dubai International Stadium. They're going to be holding a, um, a baseball showcase. It looks like so. Yeah, that should be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited, and and I have like I'm I'm. I, I haven't said it out loud, but I, I think at some point we'll probably, you know, try to reach out to Baseball United and, and talk to some of them, uh, you know, uh, to to discuss the plans and stuff. Because I think it's very cool. Again, growing the game of baseball internationally, which is something MLB obviously is, is trying to do. You know, they've got the game in London this year mm-hmm. and they've had games in, in London in the past and, and, and games across the world. But uh, but growing into, like I said, this is a huge market and uh, and, you know, international cricket, there's. Um, there's a great uh, Vox Explained has a Netflix series, and there's a great episode on cricket there. Um, and uh, you can, if you have Netflix, check it mm-hmm. out. But like, they really talk about how like the thing that really grew the sport of international cricket was India getting super into it because there's a billion people there. Literally, you know, I, like they, all these articles <laughs> talking about a billion cricket fans, billion cricket fans. Like, yeah, that, that's yeah. probably true. Yeah, yeah, uh, like a like a billion cricket fans who live just in India, and then there's another you know few hundred million who live in Pakistan, and, and people you know expats, people who live in the U.S. like like my family, right? Like, uh, you know, I'm a cricket fan, right? So like, yeah, it's 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 exciting to to see baseball expand into markets like that that have previously been dominated by cricket. And hasn't cricket and only, will continue to be dominated by cricket. Has cricket continue only like be, recently like, expanded like, like the last 2000s, the 2000 aughts as far as like explosion of cricket? I mean, no, I mean, cricket was big in, in South Asia in the 90s as well. Mm-hmm. And Pakistan won the Cricket World Cup in 92. Okay. And, uh, and, you know, like they still hold on to that um but uh, but t20 cricket got really big and that's the money really came into cricket in the 2000s because t20 cricket is a much faster format it's and by faster i mean baseball length um whereas before it was you know full day or five days sure. right which is the, the the thing that's been levied against cricket in the past but now if you can get like three hour games then suddenly a ton of money came into into cricket especially with the ipl yeah the ipl uh, and, and with t20 six billion dollars broadcasting rights for a five-year deal like what <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. crazy. Let's talk about so, cricket for a whole episode. I think that'd be fun. Hey, listen, listen we, the thing is, if we do that, Lewis will get mad because he won't be here. So oh, we'll, we'll do a cricket episode. We have to do it with Lewis. <laughs> All right. And then I need some good cricket uh, resources as well because I want to get on board. Yeah, yeah. Cricket ESPN Crick Info is, okay. is the the you know the the easy one. That's the the straightforward. But cricket, by the way, that's that's I mean, that's a big thing. Again, not not to talk too much about cricket, but oh, cricket. Fine. When uh, when um, Disney bought Fox, um, that included a bunch of like cricket stuff, and so a lot of cricket now is on ESPN Plus. Not all of it, obviously. There's a ton of cricket, and a lot of it, most of it's like on Willow. Um, but uh, but like you can get. I watched the whole T20 World Cup, the most recent uh, T20 World Cup on ESPN Plus. I could watched it off hulu um which was great so yeah it, that you know again for for expanding cricket into because that's a um, major league cricket is is also like in reverse there, there, there's major league cricket coming to the u.s this like i think this year or next year something like that hmm. um you know trying to bring cricket to a u.s market um and so uh i think i think technically it's been around for a while but they're they're really like ramping up um uh right now it, it seems to me um, yeah, no, sorry. It's founded in 2019, so they've they've been trying to ramp it up for for the last few years, and and um, yeah, so it's 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 exciting to see uh, go both ways, I guess. Baseball in South Asia and uh, and cricket in the U.S. Hopefully, let's go. And uh, and there is the 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 next 
I don't remember if the I think the next T Twenty World Cup is going to be in the U.S. and West Indies, so they're going to be cricket ma- like like top level international cricket matches in the United States, oh. which is huge. All right, put them in a big old stadium and make tickets affordable, and let's get as many people in there as possible. Absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. All right, um, that's going to do it for the Rain Delay Radio podcast, uh, a cricket podcast. Yes. Uh, as, as well as Rain Delay Radio, a baseball <laughs> podcast. Um, thank Off you so much. Coming for, soon. <laughs> Off shoot, coming soon. Thank you so much. Listen, I have a cousin who gets up every morning at like at 5 a.m. to watch cricket. Not even like Pakistan not wanting to necessarily be playing. He'll just watch whatever cricket is on. He's up every morning uh, in St. Louis. Wow, <laughs> so, that's commitment yeah. right there. He he is he, he and his wife will like they have like a three year old daughter and his wife will wake up a few hours later and watch the soccer match. So like <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, you know and then they, she has she, you know they're Pakistan. She also loves cricket, but but uh, but she has gotten him really into soccer. <laughs> So there's, there's just always either uh, soccer or cricket on until the evening when there's no more matches to watch. And then they watch like a movie. You got to find something. people to talk about it with because there's just not enough fans of either yeah. of those here. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, well. um, all right. Thank you so much for listening to Rain Delay Radio. Uh, Kevin, thanks yeah, for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was a great time. And uh, go baseball. We'll just leave go it at that. Baseball. Go baseball. Yeah, baseball is the best in the words of Sarah Langs. There you go. Perfect ending. Baseball's the uh, best. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Randalay Radio. Randalay Radio is executive produced by Lewis. My name is Naim. I edited this episode. I also hosted it along with Kevin. Our theme music was composed by Chuck Lease. Randalay Radio releases every Monday morning at 1 a.m. Eastern time before the rooster crows. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.